All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> We're getting tired of doing these now, huh? Yeah, eh? Maybe we should get a properly produced intro for this successful Oilers Nation Radio. To be fair, no one's complained about it. Tuesday edition. Bag milk, Liam, Rick, Tyler, No Nation Dan. That's right, folks. Only 42 more win it minutes till word association. Winnets. 42 minutes <laughs> until word association. You're going to have to stick around or just slide your figure on scrub right to the end. You'll have the best three and a half seconds of your life. Promise. Got it? Good. As we do every time on Oilers Nation Radio, we start out with a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle. And I don't know where you're listening to this podcast, fair listener, but it is cold in Edmonton today. That makes me feel like a wonton soup, maybe, Rick. Some spring rolls and a green onion cake in there as well. That'd be a nice little meal for me today. Hot box. Hot box would be great too. Blow a little fire, melt all the snow myself. Warms you up from inside. Mm -hmm. Golly wally. That does sound good. I live right by a noodle noodle, so maybe I'll drop by. Pop on in there. Get yourself a hot box. I drive past the one on St. Albert Trail every day going home. That's temptation I'm fighting. Well, maybe today's your day, Tyler. Maybe. And if you're in Calgary, first of all, you made a poor life choice. Second, Mm -hmm. go to Oodle Noodle. It's open there now. Get yourself something to eat. A great tie-in with this ad read would be if we were partnered with a real estate agent. And we'd be like, living in Calgary? Well, there's a noodle noodle there, but also contact so-and-so real estate. (laughs) You should move. Get out of there. Get out of there. There's no reason to be there unless you're a big fan of that head downtown. Mm, Nice head. It is a nice head. All right. Not many city. Yeah. The big head. 
Pretty good. Is that kind of like how Vegreville has a sausage? Uh, no. Vegreville has the Pasenka. The Mandera has a sausage. The Mandera has a sausage. The Kubasar ring. And mm-hmm. Andrew has the... Pedeha? Mallard. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Mallard. Mm-hmm. And Flair up north that's uh, near Peace River has a giant bee. Yeah, well, we have a giant oh. baseball bat. And there's that place with the big <laughs> Cheeto now. <laughs> a Cheeto? And there's a place in Alberta that I don't remember where it is. It's got the, the big UFO. Or oh, the, uh, St. Paul. St. Paul. There you go. Alberta. Yeah. We're already getting into our summer Large. content. We're just doing our favorite roadside attractions. I feel the Oilers should be taking this and adding it to the DVD. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, why are we showing the mountains? Yeah, we yeah. need to add. We, well, first of all, there I need to see that DVD. In Cheadle, Alberta. Cheadle. Um, Cheetos revealed a giant statue in the small Alberta town of Cheadle to promote Cheadle, the official name for Cheeto dust. I dig it. Wait a minute. This is an unlicensed monument, it sounds like, in Cheadle. Yeah, I'm reading this from CBC Kids News. <laughs> That's where I get all my news. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's three it's fingers usually. holding a Cheeto. Yeah, it's Let's a, see. Can you spin it? Yeah, give it a little look. This is real. Man. Whoa. How is legit. it? And the Cheetle wow, is the dust is on the fingers. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I have it, folks. Right. So, there you go. Know. We didn't know like that was missing that. a few, but I think we got all our bases covered. Yeah. I think we're going to get some uh, some good UFAs this summer because of this. Mm. Do you want to know what? Actually, if you're listening to this, just hit us up, Bowen Radio Podcast. What's your favorite roadside attraction in Alberta? That has nothing to do with anything. Maybe it's the giant beaver in Beaver Lodge. The, I love the beaver. So I go to Fort St. John every uh, every summer. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to drive oh. past the beaver. I actually have a picture on my Instagram. My brother used to live in Beaver Lodge. Liam, you might enjoy that. He lived just around the corner. From the beaver. Yep. By the A&W. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, they get the giant, to giant beaver. <laughs> Let me find the picture. Yes, please take your time. That is a giant beaver. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Yeah, that's me and the beaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in Beaver Lodge. <laughs> so again, I want to hear from you. What is your favorite roadside attraction, Alberta? Yeah. I can't believe I forgot about Maybe you beaver. two are like Liam and enjoy the beaver. I am personally a fan of the bee in Flair. I like the bee. I anyway. The sausage is my favorite. Monday. I like I just I like a sausage anyway. You know, you head on out there, maybe you get some garlic sausage. Kibasa. It'd be nice, real nice. You're All enjoying right. yourself. Let's table the sausage and beaver talk and get into some trade talk for the Oodle Noodle Delicious debate. <laughs> Why? First four and a half minutes of talking about. So I thought that was the debate. The number one roadside attraction. Yep. The hey, dinosaur. Our friends Drum at Allen. AMA Travel Sorry. would probably love to hear us talk about that. You know, different spots in Alberta we could go. AMA Travel would love it. AMA Travel is going to send us to the world's largest mushroom in Vilna, wherever that is. Alberta? Yeah. Shout out to Vilna. Yep. Are you listening from one of these small towns? Let us know. Are you in Dewberry at the world's largest chuck wagon? You know what would be a great summertime contest, actually? We're taking this thing on the road. We could do that, but also we should do like a contest where if you're from one of these small towns, like post a picture of you in nation gear in front of one of these things. Oh, totally. Amazing. Easy. And the winner will go. The winner gets a show by the the winner gets the winner gets to go with Liam for the cheeseburger of his choice at a minor hockey rink. I was just thinking about that before. It's coming to an end. The rankings of the cheeseburger is coming to a close. Season season one 
is is almost done. I don't know if I've got many left. Well, then I say we got to do some kind of off-season like amendment, like take a right turn where now the cheeseburger review lives on, but it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be in a small town rink. It could be like maybe you're at K-Days. Go to a yeah. Riverhawks game. Go to a Riverhawks game. Grab Edmonton. yourself a burger. A taste of Edmonton. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. There you go. Tyler? Uh, Back to the delicious yeah. debate. Six minutes in now. Let's go. There has been a big trade in the NHL since we last <laughs> recorded a podcast. It was the Toronto Maple Leafs trading a first, a second, a third, and a fourth round pick to the St. Louis Blues and kind of the Minnesota Wild in order to get Ryan O'Reilly at 75% retained. I've got the full and trade here, Tyler, if you mind. Yep. The Blues receive a 2023 first round pick, a 2024 second round pick, and the Ottawa Senators 2023 third round pick plus Toronto Marlies forward Mikhail Abramov and Adam Gaudet in exchange for Ryan O'Reilly at 50% retained and Noel Achari. Meanwhile, in addition to this, the Minnesota Wild are retaining a or they're retaining 25% of O'Reilly's cap hit in exchange for a 2025 fourth round pick. There you go. I got you, Tyler. Would you have been okay if the Oilers gave up that for O'Reilly and Achari? Rick? Yes. Yes. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't explain to you how angry I was when I got the news. Explain and then to me. before I could even like get over it, because it's been a couple of days and I'm still not over it. Then we had to go through that stupid loss on Friday, which mm-hmm. sat unwell with me. And then we had to go through the stupid stuff from Sunday, which definitely sat unwell with me. And now here we are right now. Wasn't Adam Gadet Didn't he do something in Vancouver that made his teammates hate him? I don't know. Oh, I'm sure that happened. probably played in Vancouver. You know, I'm just sure was he, a Canuck. To yeah, be fair, JT Miller there. hates everyone, so it might not have yep. been yeah. good at that mm-hmm. spot. I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely he was something... rude to quads. I heard. Yeah, may, maybe that was it. Yep. Anyways, yes, you make. I that think it was a COVID trade. thing. Sorry, but yes, you make that I'm trade in on the trade. I think the players they actually put in there were literally just contract dumpers. They were like that to just switch the contracts around. Picks, who cares? I'd rather the Oilers trade all their picks and start trading Borgo and Schaefer, to be honest. And Lavoie. Well, and, and like any prospect, I'm, I'm picks over prospect. And to me, yes. like the thing that sticks out to me is yes, I'd make that trade any day of the week. I'm with Rick. I was also annoyed when I saw it because we're talking about players in, in Abramov and Adam Godet that are not part of the plans. No. Right. And then you've got magic beans sprinkled in there. Some are next year, some are or this year, some are next year, some are kicked two years down the road. Yes. Make that trade. Yes. The Leafs are better today than they were before. The only the question I have, and you guys have the have the numbers in front of you. Could we have fit that in our cap system? You would have had to dump Fogel. Fine. And I, as long as you, as long as that's a, a move that's doable, then yes, there's no excuses. I am pissed about this one. See, and I'm a little bit more torn on it because I, I listened to everyone on the weekend talk about how it was a Kyle Dubas masterclass. What a trade, blah, blah, blah. And like, that's fine. But then I listened to Frank Saravalli on Monday on the DFO rundown, which is going to be must listen to stuff over the next 10 days here. They'll be dropping three more episodes. He kind of made a good point that like this, O'Reilly and I get they got Ochari in it as well, but he kind of went for a little bit more than Claude Giroux did, which is a little bit weird. I guess part of it is O'Reilly didn't have the trade protection and that makes sense, but I don't think this was a Kyle Dubas masterclass by any sense of the imagination because they gave up an entire draft. One, two, three, and four. That is a basically a full draft's worth of picks. But they're spread over years though. I know, I know, but I'm just saying if the Oilers would have done that, 
it would have taken a lot of bullets out of the chamber. And I get I'm on board that you got to shoot those bullets at some point here. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. But I don't think they needed both Achari and O'Reilly. I think they maybe are better off instead of using one, two, three, and four to just go get two forwards using one and four to get a forward and then using two and three to go somewhere and get a defenseman. I just, I wouldn't have wanted to see them pull the trigger on this specific deal because I want them to have some assets left over to get a D man. Okay. But like the, you, as a GM, you don't have to have a master. You don't have to like win every know, trade yeah, hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, and I, so, I, so I like you, that Dubas paid the do price. Do you think that this is an okay trade from both sides? Hundred like, percent. No, no GM is sitting here going, "Uh, I lost this one." But yes, no GM's getting their tires pumped, going, "You yeah. absolutely stole from anybody." Hundred percent. And that's that's where I was going at. Is yeah. I don't think either side stole this one. I Which think the fun. value lines up. The Leafs paid a big price, but for the spot they're in, they had to pay a big price. I think it would have been just a little, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way but like a little bit too big of a price just based on the deal because again i I think the oilers need a d-man and i think if they would have done this it would have really hurt their ability to go get a d-man but couldn't you use one or two prospects to go get that d-man now or or we're talking like um obviously dollar in dollar out type of stuff as well yeah i mean you could i just i think toronto actually needs a goaltender more than they do like a ryan o'reilly yeah probably well now there was an interesting thing i was actually i was uh I was jumped in as the editor of daily face off over the weekend. So I was just kind of in touch with more of the stuff that they were doing. And the Leafs now have an opportunity where they're discussing it yesterday. This was from daily face off live where they could just park Murray on the LTIR until the playoffs start. And then that frees up about three and a half million. Sure. They still, they still need to get an actual goaltender like Murray, like their goaltending hasn't been great this year, right? Nope. And it's probably not what you want going into a series against Tampa Bay again where you really, really need to win this one. Because yeah. if Toronto doesn't get out of the first round this year, they're in big, big trouble. But to me, and- though, like, I look at this trade going specifically back to this O'Reilly trade. The Leafs got the best two players in the trade. Mm-hmm. And they had to pay a bunch of beans and, like, parts to get it done. That's a win to me. And I think if we did this, we brought in those two players, we are one um, secondary defenseman away from being done. Yeah, yeah. like, because then if you could, if the Oilers could have pulled off this trade... <laughs> All of a sudden, your third line center is locked in. You can move Nuge to the wing. Just park him there. Ryan O'Reilly's set. You're good. He's going to go out and win the draws for you. And then you got Noel Achari as well. And then you can use some of the other pieces to go acquire a D-man and make like a Kulak-esque trade. And don't forget, those draws have been killing us the last couple of Three games. games in a row where the Oilers have gotten scored on immediately following a loss draw. Very aggravating right now. I just think they got to stop icing the puck. Sure, the puck but the pucks can get you're gonna have faceoffs all over the ice. <clears throat> sure, like whether it be you, you iced it or the goaltender grabbed it and froze it, you need to start winning draws. You need to win draws in your own end. You need to win draws in their end on the power play. And we're not doing either of those right now. Yes, and it's frustrating because we only Super really have one guy to take draws. It's Leon and Leon and Leon, Derek and sometimes Ryan. Derek Ryan if it's on the right hand side, but on the power play, it's not him. Well, and like in OT, the winner came. Nuge lost the draw, clean back. It's in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Yep. If O'Reilly is in Edmonton, he's out there taking that draw. If you're, yeah, if o- O'Reilly is in town, we're not going to overtime. Well, yeah, you probably don't want him out in the necessarily on. Well, we're not going to be three, on three, but like if he's three. on the we're draw, we're going to take care of this in, in sixty minutes. So I, to answer the delicious debate, yes, I would have made that trade all day, all every day. I would have too. I all think it just gives the Oilers so much flexibility in the forward group. Yeah, to play just, with it would have solidified that. <clears throat> Imagine 11 and 7 and you have O'Reilly on the one of the 11 <laughs> as well. The things you could do would be Yeah. And then you could try and get your forward group would just be so dialed in at that point. 
here's a question I'll float you guys. That's a little bit more Leafs based, but they have to go into a series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Do you like their chances significantly more now in that series, or is it not really because of their goaltending? See, so that that's my point almost with O'Reilly is like should. For the Oilers, would you have liked their? Eh, maybe it's true. Would I think you, our, I think yeah. our chances would have went up because I think our mm-hmm. goaltending is a lot more sol- uh, solidified than theirs. Eh. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I, I understand they're not playing. I understand it, and Skinner, I don't think has played in like a feels like a month, but um, nine days. Yeah, it is what it is right now. But there's the five guys in front of them aren't helping out. So those face those draws right off the off the or the goals right off the draw are not helping. Yeah. Nope. So again, three games in a row. And like, it's funny because I talk about face-offs every wrap up I write and I've written them for years now. I always talk about face-offs in there and sometimes I get shit on like, oh, well, face-offs don't really contribute to goals, blah, blah, blah. It's like, if the play is starting, you want to start with the puck. I don't care where you are in the ice. Full stop. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they end up in the back of the net. Most times they don't, but sometimes is too many for me. Having possession is way better than not having possession. Yes. What are we talking about? Anyway. Hmm. Owen radio podcast, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. Would you have made that Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari trade again? Here's what it is. The blues received a 2023 first round pick 2024, second round pick the Ottawa senators, 2023 third round pick plus Mikhail Abramov and Adam Godet. And then the wild received a 2025 fourth round pick. To Who's the new Ryan O'Reilly now? Who is the new Ryan O'Reilly Tyler? Nick Bukestad. Well, so that's the issue is when you look at Frank Saravalli's trade targets list and you go from, because now we know also know, and we didn't know this Friday, Jonathan Taves isn't going to get moved. Right. Mm, that's and that's, that's kind of the guy I was holding on to hope of. He could give them an O'Reilly-esque boost yeah. and not cost anywhere close to what O'Reilly It was going to be those two guys who had some value yeah. to their names. And then after that was going to be, mm. it's, it's a big fall off. So now you're looking. And Frank said on Stoffer show this morning that um, it's like 60-40 that Kane stays in Toronto or stays in Chicago. Yeah. So the next two centers kind of on the list are Nick Benino out in San Jose, a guy who spends his summers in Edmonton. And even though he's like American, this was a, this was a, a summer chat. It, there was a summer chat. They did have a, a couple chat. years ago, right? This last. Yeah. A couple of years yeah, ago before yeah. he signed in. I feel like we've done so this before. That's an interesting one. And the other one would be like Liam said, Nick Bukestad, uh, Tyler Mulek is a everyday listener of Oilers nation every day. He describes Nick Bukestad as long Derek Ryan. Yeah, let's do it. Every score's on the road. Well, listen, if we could get one scoring at home, the other one scoring on the road. Double hey, whammy. Easy ghost. I uh, thought Leon and McDavid was dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bukestad's been scoring at a decent rate this year. He's only 30. Super cheap too, is he not? 900K and he shoots right, which is something they need. So yep. really we're getting to a uh, uh, point now where the big names, the flashy names are kind of off. Like we're, I know we're, EK, we're scraping the barrel. Carl's centers, still yes. out there. I get that. But I mean, <laughs> we're back. To we're going, we're, yeah, but we're going to be gr- bringing in like Kulak esque players. Some guys without mm-hmm. big targets on their name. They quietly come in and do their jobs properly is all we really need out of them. It's not going to be a flashy name or a flashy for resume. centers. Yes. It's going to be forwards hard. period for wings. There are flashy names like there. Patrick Kane. Oh yeah. He, well, he's, yeah, I, I, what kind of like all round players? I want the, someone like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. PKs, it, it, like his defense, his own starts. But Patrick Kane, five goals in his last two games. Come on. Here's something else I'm kind of intrigued by. And original Puzar, correct me if I'm wrong, but 
A guy like Nick Bukestad, $900,000 against the cap right now. A guy like Luke Shen in Vancouver, who is being held out tonight and is actually flying back to Vancouver because apparently they're working on a deal. He's only 850K against the cap. If they were to get retained by half, you would have, if you were to acquire one of those, either Shen at 425K against the cap and Bukestad is 450K. That really helps your cap picture to have a guy against the cap who's like, below league minimum <laughs> and that right there might you be get, worth looking at like well, a, like could you, you imagine players at a million dollars that's what they did with Derek Brassad last year right? yeah but like if you could swap man if you could swap Warren Fogle for Nick Bukestad you're creating a lot of cap space if you could, and that could go a long ways and I like the lefty righty swap too like, how how much money do the Oilers have today available I don't think any there's gotta be a little bit well they're an LTIR right so like I their projected deadline cap space, according to Cap Friendly right now, is $562,000. I'm oh, not sure so how that number is calculated. Uh, sorry, dollars or thousand? Dollars? About half a mil. Thousand dollars. So, oh, so they could afford one of those guys at half price. Yes. So they yeah, could have one, They could have 21 players on the roster. You could probably, oh, yeah. Now we're cooking, baby. You could bring both of them in and send down Devin Score. Well, that would just be Yeah, so you're right, actually. You could bring in two guys and send down Devin Shore. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, I get that it's not sexy names, people. And but we I, don't need to necessarily need sexy names. We need guys who are going to take the right yeah. spot and do it properly. The Kulak-esque trades from last year. Yeah, and I do still think they need to go get some sort of a substantial name. But if it takes two third-round picks or a third and a fourth-round pick, and you can get Shen at 50% retained and Bukestad at 50% retained, that actually does make it easier cap wise to go out and make a bigger splash somewhere. Like don't scoff at these small moves no, just because they're not Eric Carlson and Ryan O'Reilly yes. is my point. Like you will need more than just one useful player. Look at the abs last summer or last deadline, right? This is why I didn't want Carlson so much because they're, we were going to go all in and spend everything we had for one dude. But mm-hmm. the abs last year at the deadline, they went out and got Josh Manson, big, sexy move. Second round pick went out and got Arturi Lekkinen, first round pick, but you know who else was sneaky good for them in the playoffs? Cogliano. Andrew Cogliano. And again, he didn't make headlines when he got moved, but that guy came in and helped them win hockey games. Yes. And that's exactly what I think we need right now. Yeah. And the Oilers, I think they need, you know, a Lekkonen-esque piece. And I think they need a Manson-esque piece, but you still have use for a Cogliano-esque piece. And I think they can look around the market for that. Yep. So, yeah, I think Cotton Holland's definitely going to have a lot of haters on him this year, but I think he's going to bring in a couple of guys in those spots. Haters gonna hate. They are. Haters gonna hate, 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 hate. Haters are my motivators. <laughs> These Hopefully. are the posters that Ken Holland has on his wall in his office. <laughs> no, you know he's got to hang so. in there, kitty. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of walls, man. He's got a lot of only wall space. two years till retirement. I bet he has a picture of Kenny from South Park in his office. I Maybe mean. just no, probably like a figurine on his desk. Bobblehead. Yes. One of those. One of those uh, what are those things called? We have the Simpsons one out there. Funko Pops. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, they're bobbleheads, I think. They don't bobble, but sure. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I don't think so. I have a couple. None of them bobble. I have, yeah, they might bobble. Really? Yeah, you just got to have a little whack. A little bobble. Let's <laughs> give them a little flick. A little <laughs> wax, beavers, and sausage. Oilers Nation Radio. 21 minutes in. <laughs> what a podcast today. 21 more minutes till work association. <laughs> Anyone would think we have literally nothing to talk about. This is this probably is the busiest time of the year. August. Yep. This is August content right now. 
Um, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of options. Um, we're just treading water right now. We can sit here and talk about all the names we've been talking about for weeks already, right? We're, <laughs> we just need something to start happening now. And legitimately, I'm over here writing copy for ads. So, but we I'm only have checked out. Entirely. Hey, on a positive note, we only have two more podcasts before the deadline. Well, I thought the Friday. deadline and then one, yeah. and then one right after the deadline, March no. 3rd. March 18th is the Oilers Nation birthday party ah, at the Pine Downtown. Get your tickets now, nationgear.ca. Look what I did there. The 15th anniversary <laughs> party is happening at the Pine Downtown. We are going to be raising some money, Tyler, for free play for kids. We like to party. We like to put a charity angle in there. We like to smash them all together. Join us in celebrating our venture with a blast from the 2000s inspired with a 2000s inspired bash. I got some more copy to rewrite here. <laughs> uh, if you buy a ticket at nationgear.ca, you'll get a swag bag. You'll get entered into all kinds of draws. We've got all kinds of things going on. A that shirt. Day. An there exclusive shirt. birthday bash. Team. And a drink. Could be a beverage. Could be a beverage. Allegedly. We could buy you a beverage. Allegedly. In our opinion. Perhaps. Drake will also be there. <laughs> that is Drake's true. Drake's going to be in the event one. Drake will be there. Uh, don't hold me to that. Well, you'll uh, made friends with them in Toronto, right? Well, yeah, it's it's right after. So I just, we just got to check schedules. Hey, we got to make sure. Come on back over here. He'll be fine. We'll be back on the OVO uh, on the PJ. Can I run a hypothetical trade fast you guys? Yes, please. Here we go. Nationgear.ca, get your birthday bash tickets, please. Thank you. Tyler? I really like the idea of getting Matias at home. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it too. But walk me the, through the math on it. Left, I like the lefty, idea. Lefty, right? Bob Stoffer yeah. brought this up too. Because he's got he's at six and a half, if I remember correctly. I'm doing this off the dome. Three years to go. He's 6.25. Okay. He's a lefty man who mm-hmm. can play his offside well, apparently. And so, he's got a great beard. Great beard. Thank you. Tough as nails. 32 years old. In the first year of a four-year extension. Is reportedly on the block out in Nashville. What if you could get him and Tanner Janot in the same deal? Tanner Janot, bottom six winger, scored 20 goals last year, having a down season. Preds are apparently scared of what his arbitration case could be. He's 25 years old. Oilers could bring in a guy like that, make them tougher to play against in the bottom six. He can play left or right wing. Is What would you have to give up in this hypothetical scenario, in your opinion? Barry, what else? If the Preds agree to keep 2.25 of Ekholm, let's say. So he's now a $4 million D-man for you. 30%-ish? Yeah. But like how much are you going to have to pay for that for three years? I wonder. Would you give up to get, again, Ekholm and Janot, two firsts, Borgo and Pugliarvi? Two firsts, Borgo and Pugliarvi. Gets yep. you Janot and Ekholm. And, Jan- and Fogel's got to go on a separate deal to make the money work. Janot is a lefty, by the way. He's a lefty, but he can play the right wing. Okay. Ekholm's a lefty. Did you know he's the a right lefty? Side. I did you know not. No. Right. We'll cut that. <laughs> Edit it out. All right. Would you do it? Two first Borgo and Pugliarvi. Or is that way too much for a second pair D-man and a bottom six forward? It seems like a lot. I think but that's too much. But you got to give up that second first because they're going to keep 2.25 for three more years. Like Which defenseman gets pushed to the top six? You'd run 7D and Vinny would get sent down. V- Dehane. Yeah. You're going to send down Vincent Dehane. <laughs> How are we going to win a hockey game again, Tyler? <laughs> well, it's worth asking. It's worth noting Liam is being sarcastic. <laughs> I think that is a lot, but it's it's hard to say because it's, I can't think of any equivalent to it. So the only one, just because it's recency, like is Tanner no what is he said one good year in the NHL? Yeah, well, yeah, he said one good year and this is kind of his second full season and okay. it's not been a great year. 
I don't know if I would give it two first and Borgo. But you're getting assets that you're going to use for a bit, right? This isn't a rental thing. Both these guys are going to help you this year, next year, potentially the year after that, potentially the year after that. Well, you said Genoa is an RFA, right? Yeah. And you're worried about his arbitration. So he actually may not stick around if we lose that or if that arbitration is not. But like- if you're moving Pugliarvi and Fogel, the Fogel money for next year, you can just throw it towards Genoa. Yeah, yeah. I might do like a first a conditional third to be like, if Genoa signs, can you do that? I don't know. I don't think you can do that anymore. Okay. Um. I think I would do a first, a third. Why can't you do that? Money for a contract, and then maybe like. <sighs> what do you mean you can't do conditional? I might do like a Savoy. No, I, I a think condi- a, a condition or, based on signing. It should. Be I think fine. original Puzar said you're not allowed to do that anymore. Since you, it's what, a, they, a lawyer they, they, or something. I think they changed it in the last CBA. You can do it based on how far you go, or like something like that. But you can't. But not do if it. you sign the contract. Yeah. This is bullshit. I know. I'm not giving up two firsts and Borgo. For so a 32-year-old man. Yes, yeah, so you're essentially giving up the Carlson package minus Barry, right? Four firsts if you're counting yeah. Pulley-RV as but well. But you're getting yeah. an extra asset and you're not losing Barry, who you might be able to flip in the summer for second round pick, first round pick. I just don't think you have to give up Borgo. I don't know. So but you have Reed Schaefer and Dylan Holloway, Rafa Bois, Tyler Tulio, Mave Petrov. Bye-bye. Sorry. I would rather Sorry, one, yeah. I would rather move on from <laughs> I'd rather move on from Schaefer than Borgo. Me too. 100%. I, I, uh, just a lower end prospect, to be honest. Yeah. I just don't think those guys get moved. And I'm just like looking at some of the prospects that are getting moved right now. Like nobody's giving away their blue chip people. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I think or they have more value. Would you move two first and Broberg in this deal? No. <sighs> Probably not moving Broberg. But then you have but then your left side still for the next three seasons is just Nurse Kulak Ekholm. Doesn't that sound good? But can't you get Broberg at a cleft bomb deal right away, maybe? Yeah, maybe. But you'd be running a blue line next season that is Nurse Kulak at home on one side. And you could run CeCe, Barry, Bouchard with Darnay as your seven next year. And you could run 11 and seven. And that's a pretty tough blue line. Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to give up Broberg either. I'm not like... But but again, like... But there's some players out there where if Broberg's... And we keep talking bring about them in, then you have yeah. to consider it. And you also have to remember this deal again, the reason, and I know some people might be scoffing at the price I'm throwing out there. It's going to be sky high. Cause you need Nashville to keep money for t- with term on at home. And it's going to be sky high. Cause it helps you win this year and next year. Like if you want to make a big splash, you gotta, you gotta give to get. And I get that. That's a lot to be like two first and a high end prospect to make this deal work. But there's also the money side of it that you're going to pay more to get. And this isn't a rental deal. Like we just talked about the Leafs giving up a first, second, third, and fourth for two months of Ryan O'Reilly and Noel Chari. They gave up a lot and that's a rental deal. Those guys are in all likelihood going to walk at the end of the season. Who was the last player to get moved with like multi years on his deal? I know Brandon Hale's like one that comes to mind, but the reason he went is, for two firsts, but he was also worth 1.5 million. So I think that's why the value went up a little bit on the picks maybe. And it was Tampa Bay firsts. But he's yeah. also, uh, yeah, that's true. I know he's grown a little bit into that top line role, but when they How got him. How tall did he get? Oh, yay. <laughs> Good Mournville boy. Shout out to Brandon Hagel. Uh, but like when they acquired him, they were giving up two firsts for a middle six guy. Yep, a middle six true. winger, which is like, if you're ranking trade value of like, you know, a They're good centerman high. is up there. A good D-man is up there. And then wingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I... I'm starting to wonder if a lot of teams would rather just have picks rather than prospects so then they can pick their own guys. Because, yeah, because you contracts see contracts might have to be varied into somehow. Because yeah. you see when new GMs come in, yeah, a lot of the guys. picks the last GM made were like, yeah, you're, we can toss those because they're not our guys. We didn't pick them. 
So I, I, get, I like that idea too, though, because I think we have enough in the cupboards right now to, to move the next too. couple of years draft picks. I it's think, like today. Oh, yeah. I saw the clip that went up to you, Tyler. Would you trade Raphael Lavoie? The answer is yes. Depends what it's Depends, for. Like yeah. if it's part of a return for a guy who's going to be here and contribute. Dude just scored four goals lot, or two nights ago. Yeah, that's great. Ups the value. <laughs> I he's a big boy. Would you make that trade you proposed just now? Two firsts. Borgo and Pooley. So and essentially four firsts. Uh, Pooley's not first. He's a Was. fourth overall. He used to be, but he's not anymore. Um, yeah, I would. I think that's the kind of deal that can help you for a couple of years. And it makes you better this year. It's a ton to give up, but I think I would. It would be so hard to do it because that's such a big price tag. But like, it's if you believe in Ekholm as a true top four guy who can take on tough matchups, I think there's a trickle down effect of him making Nurse better. I think there's a trickle down effect of him making Kulak more effective, potentially on a pairing with Barry. Maybe Ekholm is Duncan Keith for Evan Bouchard and that calm physical D-man who disrupts cycle makes life easier on Boosh. For like, sure. I think the trickle down effect of Ekholm on this blue line could really work out well for the Oilers. And I just like the idea of Tanner Chanel because he drew, he fights a lot. He's a Sasky boy. <laughs> he has a 20 goal history. Sometimes guys like that takes a while for their scoring to really hit a consistent stride. I like the upside of a Tanner Chanel ad in this thing too. And at worst, he's a good young bottom sixer who I think could be a productive NHLer full time. Do you like Tyler's trade? Proposal, dear listener, let us know on radio podcast or email Tyler at OilersNation.com directly. Mm-hmm. He prefers yeah. that. Send your feedback to Tyler about all things. Thank you. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, two spots left on the nation vacation to Toronto. Courtesy of our friends at AMA Travel, they put together a hell of a package here. We're going to be going to Toronto March 10th to 12th. We're sitting in the Royal York Hotel. We're going to be watching the game from a suite. Justin Bieber will be there. Probably not. You're going to want to be there. Get the last two spots, snag them before they go. Nationgear.ca. We're just about to leave Thai guy. We're almost on the plane. It's only like uh, February is such a weird month for this. Cause it's only till the 28th. Right. Mm-hmm. So I keep thinking we're like 10, 11 days from the end of the month. We're like seven. Yep. Which means we're only like 17 away from this trip. Not 20. That's, that's just a big difference. Weeks. Big difference. Big difference. Anyways, um, we'll pause for an ad here and come back. People, we're getting closer to word association. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, well, I guess we might as well talk a little bit about the fact that our boys are on a four-game losing streak with the last two losses specifically being incredibly painful as the Oilers gave up a three-goal lead in each of those. <laughs> Rick, where do you want to start with this? Because I don't know about you, but I have a pretty good idea knowing you as well as I do that your Sunday afternoon was a little spicy, just as mine probably was. Yeah, it was still a little stingy from Friday night. I was still angry yesterday. We're official. No, it hasn't gone away yet. We're officially in that point of the seed. Like, I'm in my playoff run now. Okay, I'm in my playoff push. Oilers have a bad game, an 8 o'clock game. Game's over at 10.30, 10.45. We lose that game. My night's over. My night's ruined. I'm angry. I don't want to talk to anybody. Put my phone away. It's, uh, I'm just glad I'm not on, there's no microphones around me at that time. (laughs) Not very reasonable at that time. But I really hope the team's feeling this way too. And they're going to, and, and I hope so, but it's, it's frustrating. I know it's, uh, I get a little heated. I get a little emotional, so I need to bring it down a bit. It's not as bad as it feels, but they really need to start fucking finding a way to hold these fucking, vic- these, uh, three goal leads are, they got to be absolutely irate about it. Cause part of the problem for me is one giving up two, three goal leads is annoying. No matter what doing it two games in a row drove me nuts. They then, need help. Yes, they do. And then also the fact that when the Oilers were actually on their little run there where they were collecting some wins and they were getting some points, they didn't make any movement in the standings because everybody ahead of them was winning as well. And well, it just made it so extra annoying. No, we got to like even games then. Cause we were like before the, before the, uh, the break and whatnot, we were a couple teams had three games in hand on us. Now we're about even games and the points situation is what it is. I still think we win this division. Um, but these guys really need to get fucking going now. Looking at the division today, Liam, I want your thoughts on the losing streak here. Plus the, 400 to win the division right now. I was if, just uh, thinking that. Yeah. I went and looked earlier today. The Oilers are four points back of the Vegas golden Knights. They're three me. back of LA. They are two back of Seattle. Liam, what do you make of this four game losing streak? Um, hmm. It's just bad habits creeping in a little yes. bit. Penalty kill hasn't been great. Goaltending is lowered its standards the last few games too. So that's alarming. But the good news is they're scoring goals at least, which is positive. So the offense is that it's just stupid little things. Like, Don't I you think the whistle should have been blown on the one against the post? Uh, I thought it was loose. It was under I, his skate, but the ref can't see that from where he's standing. Fair. That's true. The ref can't see that. He's got to blow that down. When you can't see the puck, you get you blow it down. It's happened. The, the exact opposite has happened to us. I don't know how he didn't. He skated up there. He had to like go around the corner to see if the puck was in the damn net to see where the puck was, period. Yeah. Like, I believe that should have been blown down. Against Detroit, needed a save. Well, you got one who's just full four at that point. Yes. Yeah, he that uh, two on one, uh, Tyler yeah. Bertuzzi. Big save, but you're paying him to make those saves at the end of the day, Mr. Campbell. And we've seen some positives out of him, but right now it feels like he's kind of fallen back into his old ways a little bit. And for me, I know there was a lot of talk about, oh, why didn't Skinner play? It's like, well, he was sick. Like, there's clearly something going around this dressing room right yes. now, which is plaguing their game a little bit too, obviously. So I think the people who are on 
Woodcroft is saying that, oh, why didn't Campbell, why did Campbell start Sunday? It's like, well, Skinner, didn't he leave the bench or something on Friday night against New York? I believe something like that happened. So yeah, it's, uh, let's give him a break. Stu's back tonight. Boys will be buzzing. We'll beat up those. What do they call them? They're the Flyers. Yeah. That's what they else. call them now, at least. <laughs> what did they call them before? The Broadway Bullies? The Broadway Bullies. Isn't Broadway in New York? Broad Street Bullies. Broad Street, Broad Street, Bullies. Street uh, my bad. Bourbon Street Bullies. Uh, that's, that's, what the oil, that's what we should call the Oilers. That was the, the 80s Oilers. Yeah, they hang out down by where HIV used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Tyler, what are you making this four-game losing streak? Because it's been very frustrating. You know all those times when we'd sit here in years past and laugh at teams like the Calgary Flames who, oh, they're only in the race because they picked up loser points. Well, now we've become the very thing we set out to destroy. All those times where we said, why can't the NHL do the three, two, one point system? Damn it. <laughs> we were doing that before Calgary was, but yeah, I get it. Um, to be fair, if they did a three, two, one point system, the Oilers would actually still be uh, looking pretty good, but still uh, it's frustrating. Like at least the last three were winnable to me. At, at least we've, we're four in a row that we've lost. But we're still only two back of Seattle, one, you know, LA. Like we're only four back of first, right? So yep. there it's not the end of the world. It's not as bad as it feels and inside of me right now, but there's two ways. This stretch. So I think we look we'll look back at the end of the year at January and go like that's the stretch that turned around our season. This stretch in February, we will look at it very differently depending on what happens in the next three weeks. If the Oilers go and win eight of their next ten and go on a heater, and we don't we'll care. look back on this and go, look, even when the Oilers struggled, they picked up all these points. They were struggling. They were getting points. And good those team. count in the standings. Good teams get find a way to get points. Yep. Good teams find a way to get points. That'll be your mindset if the <laughs> Oilers go on a heater again at some point. If the Oilers slip now, and maybe they start losing some games in regulation, and they drop four of their next six, we're going to sit Gross. there and go, how did you miss all those opportunities in February? Good teams don't let those points slip. I think I, that's just me making a it's comment on it's it true. Well, on how we'll read this thing with hindsight. But this stretch, we'll look back on it totally differently depending on what happens in the next two, three weeks here. Well, let me uh, let me talk about the next little bit here for the Oilers because it does not get any easier for the boys after this week. I don't they ramp up easy. the week here. They got Philly tonight. They've got Pittsburgh. They're in Pittsburgh on Thursday. And then they got another matinee in Columbus on Saturday. So to me, you got to win at least two of these three. Four and I, th- I still think you can beat Pittsburgh as well. Okay. Too. Then on Monday, that's the 27th of February. You've got Boston, then Toronto, then a home and home against the Winnipeg Jets, then Buffalo, Boston, Toronto. And that is the, a, the, the deadlines in the middle of that too. The there. deadline is on the Friday, the third, where they are playing at home versus the jets. And then on Saturday, they're playing in Winnipeg. So those could be two interesting games. If we make trades, in which case, you know, a couple of guys leave the roster, then all of a sudden we're at open spots because the new guys can't get here yet and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So well, I'm looking at this when I'm Winnipeg that night and we're at home instead. Cause how would they, how would they get there? Yeah. It's a long, it's bus, a long ride. bus ride. Some yeah. of these guys will have to take a long bus ride. You can yeah. trade for Anaheim. That's the overnighter. A long you know? bus ride. Cause lot, like in Winnipeg's a fucking good team last night. Like, and they've got Connor Hellbuck is playing out of his mind. I don't, did anybody watch their game against the Rangers last night? They got, yeah, but they got the Rangers at the end of their trip, at the end of their trip too. That's fine. But they're still playing on the second half of back to back. Hellbuck stood on his head. Yeah. Still came over they have a really good win. goaltender there. And if you have that goaltending, it really feeds Consistent your players. Consistent that goaltending too. It's not just like up, down, up, down. He's just yeah. static. So Tyler, you got a, you got a tough run coming up here. A lot of games that 
they're against opponents that are either a contenders or in the mix B good. I hope so. Good. We don't need more games against Detroit. We need more games against teams that are in the fucking playoffs. This way, these guys look at themselves in the mirror. Look at the guy beside them in the, in the dressing room and they hold each other accountable. I hope so. I mean, like today I look at Philly as like, no, not mathematically a must win, but spiritually it has to be. These guys have to be pissed. This has to be a team they have to come out and feast off of. And again, Philly played yesterday against the flames. They lost Travis Konecki, who is their leading scorer right now. Healthy scratch. One of their best demon in Travis Sanheim for some reason. So yeah, yeah, there's, that was really bad. The the Oilers need to have this juniors in Calgary too. Yeah. It was a dick move. They need this game. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I said this last week when they lost to Montreal. I said, if you don't turn it around and beat Detroit, it could get turned into an ugly stretch. And I'm looking at the games against Philly and the game against Columbus to a lesser extent, Pittsburgh, because they've lost three in a row and are struggling too. But Philly Columbus are must wins because you're right, Bag Milk. You outlined it. That is a, as much as I love the idea of them going toe to toe and beating some contenders, Rick, mm-hmm. going Boston, Toronto, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, Buffalo, Boston, Toronto. It's not going to be easy. Daunting. Yeah. That's a murderer's row. Like that could not end well. So yeah. you need to get the points when you can, because even just expecting to be 500 against those teams is asking a lot. A big thing too, is the others need to get their goaltending locked in. Like Stu needs to get healthy, yep. get some at bats back in. Campbell needs to sort it out because I'm looking at this schedule and I see a lot of teams that will punish you for mistakes. And the others are making a lot of them right now. Rick but, talks about committing to defense all the time. Like, but on the, on the positive, need it. You know, they are definitely out there scoring their def. Like, look, we played two games in a row where we thought, you know, these is, these are going to be big, big games. And in the first period, we had these guys both killed early pay Rangers cash abs had them both. And all of a sudden, you know, that third period comes around and we know what happened there. In the last three games, the well, last, so last four games, the Oilers have scored, let me just say, 15 goals. In four? The last four games. Almost four games. They've given up 22. Math es no bueno there because they're just giving, they're bleeding chances. They can't get stops and they're not, they've gotten back. Like Liam, you said, they're reverting to bad habits. Mm-hmm. But sorry, Tyler, what was that thing we spoke about yesterday on Oilers Nation every day? They're not actually bleeding. They're, they're allowing shots, but they're not allowing like good shots. Well, just I, I rattled off some numbers uh, courtesy of Natural Statric, was a, which is a tremendous resource for people who want to kind of get a look at this stuff. So since February 1, at 5 on 5, the Oilers actually, <laughs> this is just surprising to look at, but in terms of shots against per 60, the Oilers are 13th in the NHL at preventing them. So they're slightly above league average or league average when it comes to shots against scoring chances against per 60 so far in February, the Oilers are giving up the least in the NHL per game. We look at the Detroit game and I don't think any one of those goals was a scoring chance. Yeah. So the Oilers are giving up the least scoring chances in February, 13th least shots against per 60. Guess where they are in goals first, 10th word, 11th worst. Yeah. So like, again, I don't like being the guy who has to sit here and rag on the goaltending and everyone keeps going. It's the blue line. It's the defense. It's the defense. Darnell nurse has made some bad plays. Cody Cece's made some bad plays. Kulak's made some bad icings. Bouchard's had some brutal giveaways. I get it, but you need a save and the goal or the blue line would be way less of a conversation. We'd be sitting here talking, look at that. They're preventing shots like crazy right now. Preventing scoring chances like crazy. If you got a save and I know it might not be the best thing to sit here and roast Jack Campbell, 
but you cut a check for 25 million bucks this summer to fix your goaltending problems. And you didn't want it to be as much of a roller coaster as last year. And I'm sorry, but it's squarely on Jack Campbell at some point to figure his stuff out. The, um, for an example for this, that when it worked was when the Oilers played Calgary, I think it was the last time they were in Calgary and Skinner made like 46 saves or something like mm-hmm. that. What was it? A three, one, two, one game yeah. or something. None of those were really like massive chances and the blue yeah, line made a lot it of easy. shots from the outside. Keep and Skinner just made the saves. Mm-hmm. And then you came away and it's oh Skinner had 46 saves. It's like, yep. <laughs> and probably about three of them were difficult. <laughs> That's actually been Calgary's MO this year. Yeah. Shoot from the parking lot and you keep looking, they're like tops and expected goals and all this. And it's like, oh, none of these chances are actually like quality. Good. You're just shooting from the outside a lot. But anyways, I just think Campbell, I don't know. I saw someone yesterday on Twitter making a point about how disappointed they were in Campbell. And I thought this was interesting, but we've seen he's had to change his pads. He's had to change his glove. Are there new pads we can try? Well, the point is, I think Oilers fans have a bit of a reason to be irked because you cut a check for 25 million bucks and this guy didn't have his gear sorted out to start the year. I just, I don't know. I'm, and I, the same thing happened though down south with, with Markstrom in his first year, right? Yeah, I know. And I maybe get, not like padding and blah, yeah. blah, blah, but goalie play or quality. It can be a bigger adjustment, I think, than some goalies maybe think in the NHL when you haven't switched teams at that level. Um, but he definitely needs to like figure things out going forward here. Or they just got to run with Skinner and let Skinner get hot. Cause I, at this point, I'm only confident in Skinner's ability to get hot. Too. I, I'd like, I think you just kind of got to run with Stu a little bit, though he has been inconsistent over his last five starts where he had an 875, then a 931, then an 889, then a 972, then an 800. So I think he probably just needs to get back in a rhythm of playing. Yeah. But at least we're getting every second yeah. start that's like 930 something or better. Like yeah. with Campbell, it's like 905, 820, 908, 840. Well, which doesn't make games? sense in this. Sorry. Sorry. What were the games connected to the numbers at Mont- Montreal or Philly? So 875, that was the first, that was January 9th against LA. 931 was against Vancouver. 889 was against Columbus. 972 was against Philly. And then the 800 was against Montreal. Right. Okay. Oh, well, you had a big one against Philly last time, right? So let's see it again tonight. Yeah. Like we just need him to do what he did against Philly last time again today. Unfortunately, we'd need Carter Hart to not do what he did last time today. Mm-hmm. But again, Philly played yesterday in Calgary, beat Calgary, by the way, uh, lost their, their high scorer in Konecki. So we'll see what happens. Has to be a win. Score prediction, Liam? Hmm. Five to power flames in that. 40 win, Rick? I'm going to say the streak ends tonight. Five, nothing, Edmonton. Oh, yeah. Tie guy. Four rip oil. Yeah. There we go. I'd like that. Let's go. Don't just do it for yourselves, but damn it. Do it for Gavin. The intern. He's that been, guy wants a shutout so bad. He's been he wants a shutout more years. than he wants a job here. I think <laughs> true. He wants a job here a lot, <laughs> but he really wants a shutout. Smart. Really wants that shutout. Really wants that shutout. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Well, Tyler, finally, <laughs> the people have waited. 47 long minutes. 47 minutes. <laughs> you should try being on the show. I'm waiting for it to come around. <laughs> it's just, it's like, you know what it is? It's Christmas morning every Tuesday afternoon. You just got to get through the first 48 minutes of our bullshit. 
And we'll come back with some word association. But first, some Four reviews. Yeah, I was going to say, please read the reviews. <laughs> some reviews. Uh, this one was just great. This one came in on February 15th uh, from Hardy Stew Lover. It just says, no. Five stars. No. <laughs> was there a question behind it? Was that nope. the one where it, no? Just All no. Right. All right. Title, no. Review, no. Five stars. So we take it. Thank you. <laughs> also on the 15th. Real review from real guy. Ah, uh, yes. We got a five-star review again, and it says, if you take away that one word segment, I'm never listening again. Big fan. <laughs> Seems like we got to keep it. He didn't even call it the right name. No, nope, wrong name. <laughs> Big fan. That's, that's a sign of a good segment. Yes. Very fitting. <laughs> Last five-star review. This one came in on February 16th from Maverick Mechanic 88. Just says more Liam. Kill word association, more Liam story time. Well, at least he got the name right. I feel like, like this, this. I feel like this summer we can have story time with Liam. I could fill a full hour if you want. We could to. do like a little like intro music, like ding ding. ding. <laughs> or you just gonna have to make music. your own intro music. Yeah, don't worry about the intro. I'll come with it every show. Uh, Liam, do you have a quick story before word association? <laughs> um, yeah, I met I met a listener of the show actually the other day. Whereabouts? Landmark theaters. Oh, what did you go see? Ant Man. Did you have to watch it in two sittings? Uh, no, this is one full sitting, but I did watch Cheaper by the Dozen one in two sittings yesterday. <laughs> uh-huh. So, and I've started part two today and I'll finish that later on. Back to the listener so, you met. How'd that go? It was awesome. He, uh, he was grabbing his popcorn and he left the door open for me and I grabbed it and I turned around and he was still there. He was like, are you Liam from Oilers Nation? And in my head, I thought, I wonder how he knew. And I was wearing the same hat that I wear all the time <laughs> and my neon Leon sweater. <laughs> well, I was like, yep. And he's like, I wondered if you would be here today because you spoke about landmark theaters at one time on real life. His name was Michael. So shout out Michael. <laughs> I hope yeah, you like the movie. It was fine. I put it number 19 on my Marvel cinematic universe rankings. Oh, well, we're oh, definitely wow. going into that this 19 summer. 19 of 31. Yeah. We're going to deep wow. dive on that. What'd you get for snacks? Well, I actually had a pass. I had a, I got a pass for Christmas. So I got my obviously two tickets. I got two drinks. I got a a Coke Zero sugar with lime mm. and popcorn, extra butter. Despite my dairy allergy, committed. That's to not drink. real butter though, so you're probably fine. Yeah, nope. there's no dairy. Still in there. couldn't breathe. I like how you but go sugar fine. free for the pop and then extra butter. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta balance it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it makes sense. Life's all about balance. It's like, it's like sure. his burger and fries today. He went up and down the stairs like six times looking for it. Yeah. yeah. Good movie though. Not bad. Don't listen to the critics, people. <sighs> Although you still gave it number 19 on the rankings <laughs> of 31. <laughs> to be fair, it was 31. So, well, fair. Okay. Bottom half. Tyler. There'll be yep. 40 soon. I know you've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. What is the order and what is the word number one for word association? We'll go Rick Liam bag milk. <laughs> okay. Big pressure. All go. right. Word association. Number one, Leon dry in the shootout. Frustrating. Silly. Clapper. Mm. Embarrassing. I, to be honest, can I tell you something? Sure. Podcast confession. Um, I think the slap shot on a breakaway slash penalty shot shootout is hilarious. Just hit the net. Just got to hit the net. Got to hit the net. Miss it. Firing it three feet wide. Ain't the move. No. You know? All right. Back to you, Tyler. Jack Campbell right now. Loose. Silly. Hang on. Boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Wildly worrisome is where I'll go. 
one word on how you're feeling going into the trade deadline. <laughs> Hopeful. Silly. Cued <laughs> uh, up. Uh, yeah, like I just want to say I'm not confident at all. That's more than one word. I just got a feeling like by the time we wrap and you'd finish up daily face off DFO live, the deadline show, yeah. we're just going to be pissed off. That's what I think. That's more than one word. I'm on edge. The Oilers chances of winning the division still hundred <laughs> percent. Very good. <laughs> Certainty. Sub 50%. Oh, how Whoa. dare you? Mr. Negative. We yep. need someone to balance those. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like the sugar-free pop and the extra butter on the popcorn. <laughs> I like how you're just like, I'm allergic to dairy, but I'd like to pack as much dairy into myself as I'd like. Today, I had a coffee with cream and I had cheese and toast and then I just had a cheeseburger. Sounds like you're not allergic to dairy. I literally had to run around the office acting for asking for a reactant. It's before. true. Like, can't breathe properly. <laughs> but Stop it's so eating good. it. So good. How am I supposed to have peace with that? Committed to the game. Yeah, you just have just the just the dough. That's all you get. Yeah. A little souse. Nope. What else you got, Tyler? That's all of them. Oh that was your uh, one, two, three, four. Four questions. <laughs> Hope everyone enjoyed that. I like how there's no intro or outro to it. No. Uh, I was actually right, thinking, what else you got? Nothing. Would, we're done. Would it make the segment better if we had like a little music bed underneath it? Like a dun 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 dun. Something well, like that. I feel like uh, Liam could probably do no, that. No, no, like I'll get an actual one. Ooh. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's try, let's try a new word. Tyler, think of a bonus word here. I've got something. Uh, I've got one. Okay. okay. The theater. Okay, hang on. What? what? Theater. Film. Tyler? Hey, you're one of the worst. Old listeners. That's just the old real life. Boring. The worst. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a movie theater guy. Well, I was going to ask what kind of theater you're referring to. Movie theater or like... Well, I mean, either one, I guess. I saw yeah. Shakespeare in the park in the summer in the theater. Yeah, that's not that really my thing. Boring. <laughs> so, going to, like, going to the movies. I love It makes movies. me think of a matinee. You, I love... Oh, a good matinee film. I love going on like a Sunday. Mm. A matinee, there's nobody in the theater. It's nice and quiet. The other day, Andrea asked me, she's like, have you seen the new Jurassic Park movie, the third one? I was like, yeah, I went to the movies. She said, oh, who'd you go with? I was like, no one. You wouldn't go with me. <laughs> the Oilers. I respect that. The Oilers have scouts watching New Jersey and Montreal tonight. See, what players. Tell me what players we're watching. If it's Montreal. Edmondson, I'm going to fucking shit a brick. Yeah, I'm going to lose it. How about if it what? If it's Edmondson. Isn't he injured? Oh, even Stoffer said on the radio yeah. today that he's pretty much like no one's even looking at him now because he's got okay. back injuries. That's not even a thing. And Gavrikov is kind of off the radar too. Now. Well, it looks like he's going to Boston anyway. I can't believe a first round pick was in play for Joel Edmondson. Yeah. It was being spoken about. I don't know if anybody was really willing well, to buy. How is that being spoken about? Like, I because just don't people, get the, it. Like, the, how is that it, the market? Where it comes from though, isn't coming from a GM. It's coming it's, from guy, some guy out there just like starts running off his fucking. But I just remember when the first my round sources pick say, truly meant something. Right now, it just feels like a first round pick just gets tossed around for because it has this value. But really, like, I feel like the value is actually getting deflated so much because every single player is now worth a first round pick. We're essentially just the NBA slowly. Like the fact players are getting discussed now, trade it. I mean, I like it. I'm not saying I don't. Well, they do, but they, like, they how do, long ago? They do take contract length into occurrence, too. That's what I mean, though. Like, 
it wasn't that long ago that we, like Matthias Ekholm would have never, his name would have never been whispered around the trade deadline because he had four years left on his deal. It's just weird. I don't like the Pareko thing though. What did I call him? Uh, you said his name wouldn't be whispered. So I'm whispering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then like Pareko, he just signed a new deal. How is this guy on the trademark? I mean, it's good. It gives us, gives us stuff to talk about, uh, but it's just like, it's so wild now that this is where we're at. So I'm very curious to, I think this trade deadline could actually be like quite a big milestone. If those players get moved. That's Carlson if. too. That's if, if they get moved, if they don't, then we're going to have to reevaluate. So <laughs> we got to do, but is this the NBA? Maybe not yet. I hope so. No. Maybe we could start trading for no. guys from the NBA. The oh, only good part good. about the NBA good. was that they were moving de- they were moving picks from 2029. No, actually, the best part about the NBA is the ability to buy out players midseason. I love that. Yeah, that is unbelievable. I can, love that. Can too. you imagine if you could Man, do that? That's cold as fuck. I didn't know that. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, Russell Westbrook just happens to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. A nine-time Top all-star. Everyone. Isn't he going to the Clippers? Yeah, he's yeah. going to the Clippers. So he's not even leaving LA. They traded him, I think, to Utah. And then Utah just bought him out, took all the money, grabbed like two or three first round picks for him. How does that work against their cap? Do you know? There's basically no cap in the NBA. Mm. So it works a bit differently in that way. But like, I it would be great the if there was the a way to do that in the NHL that you could like just literally dump someone on Arizona, for example. And they're like, okay, we're just going to buy him out. But you have to give us two first round picks. I've said it a bunch of times, like in the NHL, I wish they just had to apply a, a franchise tag to people. Yeah, that would be great. One guy. Uh, before we wrap up the podcast, Tyler, got to check in with our friends at Betway. Just curious what you guys are to- doing today. You're looking at the Flyers game. The Oilers have lost four in a row. Seeing what's doing. Let me float a couple of trades over for you, Liam. Let me know what you think. Okay. I lost my risky business. Say post. trades or bets? Or bets, sorry. Yeah, that's better. Bets, bets, bets. We were talking bets for our friends at Betway. Provided that you are of legal gambling age and you do so responsibly. Number one, this is my easy money bet for the day, Liam. Okay. Over 62 and a half total shots on goal. Minus 118. Hit. I just took the Oilers at 35 plus. I've also got that one. Yeah, I like it. Number two, he only has one goal in February, which is wild to think about. But I've got Connor McDavid over one and a half goals at plus 400 tonight. Plus 400. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be the most realistic number I've seen for him in a long, long Me time. Me too. Yes. Usually it's only like plus 137. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so plus 400, Connor McDavid over one and a half goals. And then I've got Zach Hyman over three and a half shots at plus 105. Tyler, what are you betting on today? That shot one. I think I'm going to do McDavid shots. Mm, that'd be good it's one. four and a half. Oh, four and a half? Plus 110 for four it's and a half. A Come on. <laughs> That's one of those things where it's just, who else gets a four and a half? Like Line like, A in his uh, best days wasn't getting It's like Meyer. Timo Meyer does David right now. Pasternak. Yeah. Pasternak is the, Two behind like, the most. Uh, going here. I think he's hit the most shot props in the NHL this season. Pasternak? Is, yeah, because it's always four and a half, too. <laughs> he just hits it. What are you thinking today, Liam? If you're, if you're feeling frisky, uh, my Oilers nation everyday game day bet was power play goal and empty net. Cause I need to climb back up the rankings and get <laughs> right on Tyler's tail again. It's gone terribly this season so far. So I like that one. Um, I like the idea of a Skinner save prop. I can't remember what that is, but I think, uh, aren't you worried? Like the flyers don't shoot the puck a lot, man. Aren't you worried last that? time? Yeah, I guess. And he fair. stopped them all. Besides <laughs> one. Two, two, maybe three. I can't remember how many scored. Didn't shoot. It was a shootout. It was a yeah. shootout. He'll be fine. 
What do you guys make of the other struggles in OT right now? Uh, I think sometimes stuff just gets between the ears a little bit where it's now you're just in your own heads where it's yeah. like, oh shit, we just blew this three goal lead. Cause on Sunday they started, it was Nuge and McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm so split on the idea of not having dry and McDavid play together because they do probably give you the best option to win mm-hmm. the game there. And then I think we've spoke about it before. Don't probably. you find it weird that Kulak's a second defenseman to go out? A little bit. Over who? Barry. Barry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Broberg? Yeah. No, I I think they should go three forwards. That's fine. Well, then over, no. a, over a forward. Someone else was doing it. Like I'd like to try forward. that just at least once. Throw the three centers out there. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> just see what the other coach does. Just see what it feels like. He it might feel good. Three, he just tosses out three defensemen. Yeah. I would just, my only thing for overtime is I want to see Woodcroft take more risks. You've already got the point, like whatever. The What's other week, the risk that he can take, though? So this is my example. Lasers, is, maybe? Maybe lasers. Mm-hmm. Um, tilt in the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, the other day when they played Philly, Ryan McLeod came off that overtime. Had a really, really good shift. Mm-hmm. We have not seen him in overtime since. Why? Like, why are we not r- trusting he other players on this team? Played besides last, the played yesterday, four? didn't he? Did he play, did he play I Sunday? So. I think he played a little certain. bit on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. I saw okay, him so Sunday. But that's also, they went to overtime against Detroit and uh, New York, and he didn't see either of those games. It just seems odd. Like, I would just like to see him just believe in some guys a bit more sometimes. Tyler, what do you you figure out, team? I think what I'd like to see is I'm okay with McDavid and Dreisaitl to start. But if you lose the draw and the team, like, circles back, pull one of them off. Because you know they're just going to try and do that the whole thing stay yeah. around for a minute and so go off. this would be my ideal OT strategy. Is okay, so you start McDavid, Drysaddle, Nurse are all on the ice. Leon, if you don't win that draw, is the second it's safe, you're off. And would we it go, be him or would you line up Connor on the yeah. right wing close to the boards? Then yeah, sure, you could do that too. Yeah. So I would do that, have them off, and then be rotating those two. I think you're almost in a weird way better off with always having one of those two on the ice and having them both at the same time, unless you can win the draw and then you have possession first. And then it's like, okay, have at it boys. But if you don't win that draw off Hyman's on run Hyman and dry or whatever you need to do there. Dry comes off. McDavid comes on. Hyman comes off. Nuge comes on. Kane comes on. Whatever. You need I want to see there. a little more running gun. There's too many times where you get the puck and you could be like a quick one off the boards and it's a race to the puck and for a two on one, but we instead try and hold the puck, uh, get possession and then whip around in our own end. Like coming up three on three, I think is tougher than if you throw it off the boards and start letting guys chase it. Do we know what happened to Evander Kane? Upper body. Uh, there was well, like, a video. What Zach that had mean? a video. So the video showed, I can't, can't remember retweet it out, but it was out Zach. there. Zach. Our, Zach Lang? Yeah, yeah. Our friend? We work with him. Our friend. Yeah, Zachary. Okay. I mean, so Zach Lang Gregor pointed out in one of his tweets this morning too. Maybe that's what it was. And so he like comes in. No credit for Zach. And <laughs> his elbow and shoulder kind of get compressed against him. So I wonder if that's what it was. That must have been what it was. So however long that is. <laughs> Why well, are you laughing? Not great. <laughs> I just let you put a little some some physical or some you can visuals into this and maybe we'll cut it. Maybe we'll cut it as a video. I People like can it. see it online. Was grab that clip. <laughs> 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 Do the overlay of the the collision and me having my elbow out on a game. Yeah, pushed. Yep. For our friends at Oodle Noodle, AMA Travel and Betway. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully your Tuesday 
wraps up with an Oilers win. Mm-hmm. And remember to send us the big statue things. Yes. We want to know roadside attractions. Hit us up. ON Radio Podcast. There's tons of them in Alberta. I'm actually looking at a list. I don't want to spoil them for you. Mm. It's up to you to uh, find those on your own. We're getting a motorhome in the summertime. We're taking this thing on the road. Nation motorhome? Oh, now we're on the road. <laughs> the That'd R isn't radio anymore. It's road. Yep. Oilers Nation Road. We got the I'd big like company that. now, right? We can get the Madden bus, I think. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. It. I mean, somebody out there probably would have to not be here anymore, you know, but (laughs) we'll just use that money on the Madden bus. That's fine. Right. Makes sense. Figure it out. Lastly, go to nationgear.ca. Grab yourself the last two tickets to Toronto with us. The last two trips to Toronto, I should say, or tickets to the Oilers Nation 15th birthday party. That's where we're going to wrap it up, Tyler. Maybe if you could, I'm putting you on the spot, wrap up this podcast with a message of hope. (laughs) <laughs> the Oilers play well against good teams so these next couple weeks could be alright there you have it have a great week everybody a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at UH1.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.